I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate or aren't even asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. Yes, me. We will be delving deeply into Bond, tackling a different film each episode with an exciting guest by my side. Hmm. I am a stickler for tradition, and therefore I will be doing this thing chronologically. So with this being the very first episode, it's time to keep our appointment with Dr. No. See? Yeah. Uh, my special guest this week is all-round excellent Twitter-reluctant meme generator, Ern Malley, who can be found as at Jeff Shadbold. So, without further ado, let's doctor some no. Ush. Underneath the mango tree, my honey and me. Who is that? It's all right. I'm not supposed to be here either. I take it you're not. Are you alone? What are you doing here? Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. So you once told me that you had never watched a traditional, a proper Bond film, as it were. Yes, I've, I've, um, I've never seen. I, I had never seen a um, proper Bond film, mm. apart from the one with David Niven. Yes. Um, and that's that's fantastic, mm. because it's David Niven in it. Yeah, but there's no there's no swift zoom to a pair of ladies' boobs, though. I, I don't think you've watched it recently enough. Oh, you're probably right, actually, thinking about it. Ursula Andress is in it, isn't she? So there's always that possibility. <laughs> Every man and his dog's in it. That is true, actually. Every man and his dog directed it as well. It's got Even the Ma- dog got to go. It's got Duncan McCree in it at one point. Has it? Um, and uh, Sowers, Woody Allen, and, and a bizarre cameo by Peter O'Toole playing bagpipes. That's right, yeah. And Orson Welles doing his card tricks. 
doing his card tricks while not appearing in the same shot as yeah. Peter Sellers. So not appearing in this film. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back to so Doctor No, then. So how what, what did you feel? What was your experience of uh, dipping your toe into the official canon? It's. It fe- it feels like like two films in in one. Mm. It 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 feels it, it feels very disjointed. And the second film starts probably about twenty minutes from the end, or, yeah. or 20, tw- 25 minutes from the end. Then the first film is like a nineteen sixties um, ITC. Uh, popular drama yeah with slightly odd things going on so Mm. it it has it has a hint of sort of man in a suitcase or the champions or the avengers has that 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 sort of feel yes and then near the end there's an an under an underwater base Mm. and it becomes beneath the planet of the apes. Yes, and a man with like robot hands. Yeah, and he never uses the robot hands. That's what annoys me. <laughs> I'm sorry to jump in, but he crushes that ornament to show Bond like I'm really strong, and then later on they're having a punch up, and I'm thinking, just grab his nuts. <laughs> you could squash squash his nuts quite easily, and he doesn't. So Doctor No is, is an idiot. Is he meant to be Chinese? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been yeah. uh, whitewashed, as they call it these days. Yeah, it's it's um. There's, Could, there's... It should have been Peter Sellers. <laughs> ah, Mr. Bond, very sorry. Or Benny Hill, even better. Could have called him a stupid a... idiot. It, um, it's a bit like the 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 Tom Baker Doctor Who um, story. The, oh yeah, the Talents of Wang Chang. Mm. It it has that. Um, we're prepared to cast various Chinese people, but none of them in any important parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on, because um, it's very random, the, like the first the first big chunk of it, because the opening titles reminded me very much of um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, <laughs> because you get these different shifts in tone of music. I was expecting the... And you get... Sorry? I've 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 written down about the opening titles mm. and I've got dots exclamation mark yes. square yeah. exclamation yeah. marks big dots <laughs> exclamation mark tales of the unexpected exclamation mark they have to leave the big dots in it's it's really it's really odd it's mm. um, those games that that my kids have on their uh, on their tablet yeah. Um, uh, where if you get a certain number of dots in a row, they vanish, and and um, some other thing joins joins the screen, like the Candy Crusher bejeweled mm. um, things and that. It's 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 really it's really strange. Yeah, and and um, and seg- segueing from from one from one to the other, and then the tales of the unexpected moment, and then three bl- the three blind mice bit that reminded me of the opening of Hustle. Yeah. This is a... <laughs> Again, that's quite Avengersy, isn't it? The the, 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 uh, yeah. the hench, the, the killers. Sorry, are literally three blind men yes. walking in a row. That's very Avengers. 
and it, it's um, it's very bright. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's it's much brighter than large chunks of the film. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit strange with Doctor No because it's like they had all the it's like they had all the pieces in place for what they wanted to do with future Bond films, but they didn't quite know how to use it yet because the Bond theme itself gets used literally every time he stands up. So like Bond will like look at a window and it will go ba da ba da 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 da. So it's kind of the things they wanted to figure out later on, but it's all all the sort of things are in place, and that opening title particularly is because they didn't they obviously didn't have a theme song, so they just kind of threw all our songs that we got lying around. But having said that, I do like the kind of Jamaican theme going on throughout the entire film with the music. I mean. And the hat. Yes, and um, and the mango song, which um, mm. they they obviously um, made sure had the, had, had the rights to it, and were going to get full value from Absolutely. as it appears as the incidental music in references, and then when um, uh, Honey comes out of the water, <laughs> singing it as well, and Sean does too. Yes, to try not to freak her out, which would freak her out more if you ask me. He like <laughs> appears out the trees, starts singing underneath them, and he's a bit surprised that she gets a bit freaked out. That she's come to this island hundreds of times and never found a, a bloke from Edinburgh hiding in trees. And that's the that's the point at which he becomes Sean Canary. Yes. Yeah. But he even kind of says, oh, don't worry, I'm not supposed to be here either. But that isn't reassuring. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with his te- <laughs> technique there. Um, but I, I do always think of you when I was watching this film because um, you used to, uh, for people that don't know, Ern, uh, you went through a little period on Twitter of just posting pictures of people wearing hats with the caption hat and there's a lot of hats in this there are a lot of hats and um, um right right from the opening moment um with the uh, um bond in the hat down the sights of the gun yeah who's not sean connery bizarrely not sean connery no it's not sean connery at the gun barrel it's a stuntman i can't remember who he is but yeah, he's got a fine hat which it's, it's, probably helps disguise the fact it isn't sean connery right it's a it's a it's a particularly fine hat, and and and, and we go through go through various hats, mm. and um, uh, until the end um, with um, where uh, when they're all in the radiation suits or what have you at yes. the end, and Doctor No has a transparent baby buggy hat. <laughs> he does, he does. It kind of feels like they uh, Bond's been kidnapped by the League of Beekeepers. <laughs> everybody there, I know it's a radiation thing, but everybody there is. Yeah, as you say, is wearing transparent baby bunny hats. But but there are there are the people who are who are wearing ones where you can only see their eyes, mm. and then there's Doctor No, who's yeah. who's wearing a fully transparent one, so you can tell that it's him. It has to be. It has to be a degree of uh, you know I'm in charge. I'm guessing there was a no facial hair policy, and people who did have facial hair had to wear ones where you could only see their eyes, so you couldn't <laughs> make out that they did have facial hair because. Well, obviously, Doctor No, being an unscrupulous Chinaman, was probably against uh, facial hair. Like the dragon, that's very Avengersy as well, isn't it? Like a big dragon tank thing that blows fire at people. Yeah, it has it, it, it has those those hints at the at the sixties shows, but it, pre, it predates them. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, this is nineteen sixty two. So it's it's it's. It's just before some of them come, uh, come into existence. So are they are they ripping it off and thinking, ah, that's the good bit. 
Um, but there's lots of in- there's interesting moments in terms of Bond's character development in there because I was thinking about how uh, later on in Bond films he becomes he, co- he comes to rely on gadgets, but in this film the one thing that saves his skin more than often is a shoe. <laughs> he's attacked by a spider and he murders it with a shoe, and then he's later a- on he's he's trapped in a prison cell and he uses a shoe to get out. He's he's attacked by a spider. Hmm. Which is transported in a cage with spars. Yeah. Um, which which bemused me. Yeah. A little. <laughs> well, it bemused me when Doctor No calls that professor to his his uh, room, and he he basically says, "There's this guy called James Bond. I want you to kill. Here's a spider. Why not give him a gun?" It's um when when he has when he has the professor in the room, hmm. the um. The heavily symbolic uh, direction, yeah, with the uh, let's make it look like a spider's web with the casting of the shadows. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. That's good. That's and, why he's here, folks. <laughs> and and then let's give him a spider, which we keep in, in a cage with spars, which are far enough apart that if the spider was so inclined, <laughs> could escape. But he, the spider is loyal to Doctor No's cause, you see. Not the band, the cause. Although that would be a good band, Doctor No's cause. Not affiliated <laughs> officially with the cause. Um, yeah, because that makes me think that the professor must have got into Bond's room while he was asleep and could have easily beaten him to death with an iron bar or shot him in the head while he was sleeping, but instead decided to put a spider in his bed and then run off. Yeah, and there's, uh, and there's the failed assassination attempt earlier. Oh, well, or... or um, or later with the the three killers from earlier on who who takes so long yeah. taking aim yeah I mean they're driving a car as well aren't they at one point don't they chase him in a hearse or something yeah there's the um, there's there's the the hearse chase which which leads to the first joke mm. uh, oh yeah about, I I think I'm I'm going they were uh, going to a funeral or yeah. So you delivered it in the same Connery brogue, then? I'll do my best. Yes. Yeah, presumably, if they were actually blind men, they probably shouldn't have been driving the car in the first place, really. So I I suspect they might not have been blind. Mm. That's when they they kill that bloke at the start. That's true, yeah. Mm. They um, don't rely on him making clicks. Or other noises, they sort of pick up the guns and they and and they fired half a dozen shots in the time it takes Connery to get out the taxi, mm. pay the taxi driver, exchange a phone adieu to the taxi driver, and um, it's it's. It, it doesn't make sense that later, that later bit they take they take so long. Whereas in the sequence at the start, it's here he is. We've got we've got fifteen seconds. Um, we'll shoot him six times and then bundle him in the back of a hearse. Yeah, Strangways. That was the name Strang- of the guy they killed. And they keep saying it all the way through, and all I can think of is Smith's album. Strangways, means- here we come. That means nothing to me, I'm afraid. Vienna. Um, so, um, yeah, 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're a bit crap, aren't they, the three blind men? But they're, they're very effective at killing that bloke at the start. Mm. Well, it was a very enclosed space there, wasn't it? He was in a car park. Probably quite easy to murder someone in a car park. Um, but I admired Bond's techniques of um, ensuring that he was aware that if anyone had been into his room by removing one of his own hairs and sellotaping it across the door. Yes. Which I thought and, that in years to come he might regret that. And, and that's um, that's tradecraft from one of the uh, smiley stories. Mm. Well, you're a bit you're a bit of a lecar or should I say non-Bond spy. An expert, aren't you? In terms of, novels. I wouldn't say expert. I like, I like, I like reading. I like reading Le Carre and I like reading um, Eric Ambler and Anthony Price. And I, I, I've tried Fleming a couple of times and never, never got on with it. So, so how does it, how does it differ? I mean, not that you've read the books, but in terms of watching Doctor No and then thinking, comparing it to say, I don't know, um, Smiley's People or something like that. Um, he, well, there's, there's a sequence early on um, when when we first see him, mm. Ebon, which is which is a, a fantastic scene where he's in the club. Yes, and um, he dominates the scene. Although you see him from behind, and then you only see his hands, and everybody's eyes are are on him, and mm. it's a it's a it's a great reveal, and. Um, there's uh, the woman he's playing. Uh, he's playing cards with Sylvia something. Is it? Um, oh fuck! I've forgotten. Sylvia Strange. Something. Yeah, something like that. And um, I'm gonna get murdered for that. And she, uh, <laughs> after after she um, looks at him uh, like uh, Les Dawson as Cosmo Smallpiece, <laughs> she. Um, and, and she and he uh, wander, wander off together. And as he's at the reception desk, he gives her his business card with his name and his phone number on it. Yeah. And his, and his address. It does, that doesn't seem a very smiley <laughs> thing to do. No. Unless, unless Bond's a pseudonym. Um, but, by the way, here's where, here's where I live. Here's my phone number. Here's, here's my name, and, and um, you have that. And then there's then there's the sequence where he's met the CIA bloke, Felix, um, and um, and Mister Quarrel, mm. and they're in the bar in in Jamaica, and they decide to have a top secret conversation sitting in the middle of the the middle of the bar. Yeah, it's um. In in Tink, in Tinker Tailor, um, the first episode of the TV adaptation of Tinker Tailor mm. with um, with Jim Priddle going to Czechoslovakia to find out who the mole in the circus is. Yeah. It, it, so he goes into shops, he goes upstairs, he goes into toilets, out of emergency exits, and such like, in order to make sure he's not being, he's not being tailed. He doesn't really speak to anyone. He um, he's trying to avoid um, he's he's trying to be inconspicuous and to avoid being um, uh, being noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Bond sits playing, playing cards 
as um, uh, the guy that everyone's looking at, hands over business cards, has his, um, meet- <laughs> his meetings in public restaurants and bars where he's discussing, <laughs> where he's exchanging information with the CIA. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. It does make it- you think, is it any wonder that they know he's coming and I've got a car to try and kill him when he gets there? <laughs> yeah. You're literally telling people your name and where you live. Yeah. Uh, and and there is the there's the pretense that he's a spy hmm. when he when he arrives because they talk about him being part of some company um, when he goes on the phone to the government offices yeah in in Jamaica that oh uh, I'm I'm from such and such and such a company oh the board have said you're coming um, or <laughs> or what have you. But apart from that, all of his conduct suggests that he's really not a he's not a spy. He's um, he's a psychopathic satyr. <laughs> yeah, it's like he wants to be caught. It's like he's trying to defect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Bond. I'm a British spy. All right. Would you like to join the house here in Russia? Yes, please. But no one ever asks them the question. I have lots of information that I would like to give you. <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, but I, I, was intri- I was intrigued with the bit where he meets Quarrel and then they take him to the back room where all the drinks are and attempt to beat him up. And they have a quarrel. That, yeah, I have a literal quarrel. That's the sort of thing you'd find in Tinker Tailor, isn't it? Smiley going around the back of the pub for a fist fight. <laughs> oh, dear. Smiley would read files for four days and then send someone else to go and deal with it. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't big on the old punch-ups, was he? Nah. Yeah, but um, I was intrigued with... Um, you know, going back to the three blind mice thing, that he literally killed them by just driving a bit better than them. 
<laughs> Driving a bit better than them against um, a police squad backdrop. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, some of the back projection in it is quite funny. And I know it's 1962, and that's slightly unfair. I know it's unfair, but it's it's made worse by I I don't drive, and so I I I don't know what you're meant to do when you drive. Um, you meant to you meant to move the steering wheel left and right furiously. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say. Hmm. It's the way in which at one point he seems to spin the wheel right round, <laughs> and and the footage behind him just remains straight. So. I've no idea. Maybe it was maybe it was a very curvy bit of the road. I think it was really curvy. Yeah, it was like an S bend, <laughs> three S bends in a row. The way in which he spins the wheel, um, I, I found I found that funnier than any of the dialogue. The, the, the one bit of dialogue that really, really made me laugh, completely unintentionally, is the bit where they're on the island and he meets um, Honey Rider. And then they hear the petrol engine boat coming, so they go and hide. And the boat turns up, and that guy's got the megaphone, and he sounds exactly like the guy from Police Academy who does the funny voices, because he's obviously been dubbed. <laughs> he's been dubbed really bad, and he's like, "Hey, everybody on that island, we know you're there. Why don't you come out? We will kill you." It's really bad. <laughs> that really makes me laugh. That bit. That's um, now you mention it. Yes, that's. I was pissing myself laughing. You just go, everybody, we know you're there. <laughs> and it was quite harsh that Quarrel, you know, he was all... Quarrel was scared of the dragon, right? Quarrel didn't want to go and meet the, the dragon. Bond yeah. drags him along, makes him hide in a bush, and then it basically it, it watches him get burned to death. <laughs> makes him hide in a bush. Then, uh, <laughs> earlier, tries to drown him. Makes them hide behind a sandbank and he gets shot. Yeah, and not only that, actually thinking about it, he makes Quarrel hide in the bush and shoots at the dragon so it will shoot back at them. <laughs> He's basically trying to get Quarrel killed from the minute he meets him. And that jerk, that lady stabs him in the face with the light bulb. So yeah. Quarrel basically was having a nice time until Bond got to Jamaica and got beaten up, stabbed in the face, and <laughs> burnt to death within a day. And he seemed to have a nice time working with the CIA, who yeah. appeared not to have done any of these things to him. Yeah, yeah. You have to ask yourself, the CIA were there for a long time and didn't even think to go and have a look about Dr No's island or anything. His island with its very special form of radioactivity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I grew up near a nuclear power station, which explains a great deal. Yes, it does. And um, it was... <laughs> well, the, 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 radio, the, the stuff with the radioactivity was <laughs> fantastic throughout, throughout the film. With the, they're very radioactive. What will we do? We'll put them on the generation game conveyor belt. <laughs> And we'll send them. We'll send them along the generation game conveyor belt, and then spray them with stuff. Yeah. And and all the time while they're on the generation game conveyor belt in uh, beneath the planet of the apes world, mm. the beneath the planet of the apes countdown to the potential launch of the nuclear weapon. It's like, yeah, that guy's job. He's like ten seconds and counting. <laughs> and that's the, my favourite bit. Actually, I wrote this down. Is the bit where they're on the generation. 
uh, game conveyor belt, and the man says, "Take off your clothes," and Bond just goes, "Do the girl first. I thought that was brilliant. Um, Actual pervert. Right until the end of his life, he has to be a pervert. And then, when they have the sequence at the end with the um, with the reactor, where they're doing something, I, I I couldn't quite understand what they were going to do to this thing at Cape Canaveral. But it looked like it was going to be bad, yeah, and it looked yeah. particularly bad when the little model shot appeared. And they're going through um, the, the the reactor, and the reactor conveniently, or, or the the room where the reactor is, has a sign which has um, danger. Yeah, <laughs> and then another one which says abandoned building. Or, yes, yeah, I like that. The the only signs you need in a nuclear power plant, um, and. The second with the reactor, it's completely unguarded, and they're putting these radioactive rods into some water in the middle of the room. Yeah, and people are wandering around just just in some um, some costumes, and then when it says abandon, right, we know what happened in, in in the place in Japan. I mean, know what happened in Three Mile Island. Mm. I mean, know what happened in Chernobyl. And, and I know they all happened afterwards, but there had been there had been incidents at nuclear power stations before 1962, and it's everyone just runs away and it will be fine if we're quick, if we're quick enough we'll outrun this radiation. Um, yeah, these are simpler times. You could smoke on a bus. You know, they didn't care much about health and safety in those days. But I did notice that before, you know, the sign that said, you know, abandon and it's a danger. There was a one just before that that said, you don't have to be a white guy pretending to be a Chinaman to work here, but it helps. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 240 days since our last accident. <laughs> and counting. <laughs> Look, this is the only job I've got. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, so it was it was interesting because, um, as you say, it, it it built up all this kind of like surreal. It was almost surreal imagery of sixty um, spies because that's kind of, you kind of feel that's what it added that was new. And then the last twenty minutes was just weird because I was just thinking how um, you had all this build up of Doctor No, and then when Bond finally reach, meets him, and they you know have a a one on one confrontation right at the end, it just devolved into this really messy punch up that you couldn't really see what was going on. Yeah, but when when he meets him initially, there's the thing after they've been through the um, the generation game conveyor belt yeah. and um, under uh, he and um, and Honey are both in um, dressing gowns and they they look like they're in the room next door to Lenny Henry and those hotel adverts. Yeah, it's um. They, they have the coffee, and the hotel is so relaxing that they both immediately fall asleep. Yeah, well, they they, they instantly. I mean, I, I'm an idiot, right? I'm a proper idiot. But they get in their dressing gowns and they're like, "Oh, well, they brought us food and coffee. We may as well eat and drink it all." And I thought it could be poisoned. And then they drink it and instantly get knocked out. And then I thought, "You idiots!" And then I thought, "But why have they knocked them out? They've already got <laughs> them locked up." <laughs> What was the point? And then when they wake up, they're dressed, which is a bit weird. And they're in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the point? They've been knocked out in order to put them to bed. Hmm. 
I mean, I, I, I should try that with my kids. It's a good <laughs> idea. But I just, I just didn't understand. I mean, that's the sort of thing you do if, you know, they've gone to their house and you poison them to take them back to your lair and lock them in a room. But they were already locked in a room. So why poison them? Well, not, you know, knock them out. It's very strange. <laughs> Dr. No is a fucking idiot. I'm saying that now for the record. And he got what he deserved, the iron-handed bellend. It's, um... What? And... That first... I, I've, I've not seen any other film. And, and, and I... I, I I'm assuming that the David Niven one is not necessarily representative of the later films in the canon. Well, some of it probably is. But, yeah, generally not, no. Um, but you have that that first first hour and 10 minutes mm. it's it's slow but it could be really it could be really interesting mm. it's sort of, it's it's not it's not far removed from um from Len Dayton and uh, and the Harry Palmer yeah stuff it's it's more glamorous there's more there's there's more locations but it's it's not it's not a million miles away from it and then when you get to the base it just becomes really really odd yes yeah it does and, and it, it's difficult to explain it just it's like i said earlier with like with the opening title they knew what they wanted to do but they kind of hadn't done it yet and it wasn't very good and to have your big villain have a it was very. It's very like late fifties, early sixties style punch up that you see on in film, where they just kind of wrestle on the floor and their hair gets all ruffled. It's it's like something from. Um, oh, they used to repeat this when I was a kid. It used to be repeated on a on a Sunday, um, Bonanza, mm. or or the or the High Chaparral, mm. um, and. That's what you're talking about that that sort of punch up bending. It's a sort of it's it's the bit before the family homily at the end of an episode of Bonanza. Yeah, it's the the bad guys who have been taking the cattle this week um, confront uh, Michael Landon before he lived on the prairie and became an angel, um, or or they confront Horse Cartwright and they're. <laughs> There's a fight, they roll on the floor, the end, and then Ben Cartwright says something about how great families are. Yeah. It it's um it, it has it has that that feel that feel to it, which is maybe another example of it being off its of its time. Yeah, I think they learnt their lesson there because with later bomb films you tend to get a very satisfying baddie death. But the endings are always similar. They're always, um, here's me and the Bond girl I've had for this film in a boat or on a plane or something, and we're just going to have sex in front of everybody because we've been through a traumatic event and everyone deserves to watch us having sex, which kind of happens at the end of this one. The the death here of Dr. No is... is, is not... It's not bad. Um... It's it's no bad. It's it's better than no bad. It's all right. Um, when he's when he's in the radio radioactive reactor pool, mm. um, there 
there's some, there's there's something there. It could have it it could have been a contender. It has it has it has it has the potential to become something better. I think I think if Doctor No had lived, he'd have probably taken a few lessons there in terms of security. Because uh, James Bond steals a suit and then just stands very conspicuously by the machine that's going to blow everything up for a few minutes, just looking around. And you think having been just... sent there by Doctor No? Yeah. Go to the gantry. <laughs> yeah. And you just think, surely you should be watching each other. Because the guy next to him, the guy next to him even looks at him at one point, and you'd think that guy would have thought, who the fuck is this bloke? I've never seen him before in my life. And I've worked here for 30 years, you know, that sort of thing. And he just stands by this dial and even gives a couple of sneaky looks, like, is anyone looking if I turn this the other way? Nope, nope, okay. The- the other bloke, despite being one of a, a, a legion of Chinese people that are operating in the area, doesn't notice yeah, that he's yeah. next to an Edinburgh milkman. Yes, exactly. You'd think that would stick out like a sore thumb there, wouldn't you? But of, of, of course, Sean may have stopped off in Beijing at some point and picked up the accent. Yeah, he's got a history of doing that, hasn't he? <laughs> when he was a Russian submarine captain. Quick boyish dive. <laughs> But they should have a test, a rigorous test at Dr. No's plants from now on, that um, just before they're going to do any kind of nuclear uh, uh, mission, that they play some sort of Scottish music to see if anybody <laughs> in the room starts dancing. And if they do, then one of them is definitely a spy. Well, they could have had the swipe card security system. Yeah. Would they have... Anyway, they probably wouldn't have had that, though, in 1962, would they? Some um, analog clock in, clock out. System. Clock in, clock out system. Yeah, yeah. But not anymore because he got blown up, of course. So what? So what, what did you think of Doctor No then? In, in in conclusion, did you enjoy it? That would be putting it strongly. Mm. It, it's um, it's 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 a it's a curio. Um, I. I I don't view it as two hours of my life I'll never get back. Yeah. Um, and there, there are there are some there are some nice bits in it. The the in the Bond theme is great. Yes. And you can understand completely why they use it all the bloody time through mm. through the film um, because it's it's a it's a fantastic theme. Um, there are some um, the the introductory sequence with um, with Connery is uh, is really good. The one where he um, goes to uh, meet the boss um, that sequence that sequence is really effective. And there's a, there's a load of exposition, in it, but you don't notice um, yeah. it's it's exposition until afterwards, and you think. Hang on a minute. They've just they've just smuggled in all the essential plot points mm. in that in that two or three minutes, um, but it's 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 done quite well. So so the, the, there are loads of things which which are there to admire about it, but it's not one that I would. Um, it 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 won't be it it won't be sitting in the DVD. 
player ready to be played again and again. No, but has it made you want to look at any more Bond films? I, I, I would be, I would be curious, but I, I would be apprehensive about getting one that was that was just as, just as odd. Mm. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't know where you would go next. Um, well, the next one's pretty good. The, the only one that's as odd, I think, going forwards, probably like Diamonds Are Forever, is very odd. And it has that. It has. It feels like a. It feels like it's something for the Avengers. But yeah, I think going forwards, they 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 get they do settle into a groove, if you like. Um, What's the next one? From Russia with Love. Right. And that's a good one. It's a very good one. It's got Robert Shaw on it. You know, before he was in Jaws. But I've got some questions to ask you. Now, there's a couple of questions in here that I won't ask you. They're to do with your favourite Bond films, and of course you haven't seen them, so we won't bother. It's with Casino that. Royale with David Nevin. Oh, well, there we go then. All right, well, if you could have anyone as James Bond, who would you have play him? Yeah, Nevin. Hmm. Good. Um, okay, give me your best Bond film title that you have just made up. Can be anything. There's a there's a fantastic um, there's a fantastic Czech crime series, hmm. which um, is is uh, by a, a, a writer called Joseph Skorvetsky, uh-huh. and um, one of one of the um, the books in the series the, the series involves a, a, a lieutenant Borovka, and one of the books in the series is called The Sins of Monsignor Knox. Nice. That's that that that's that sounds like it should be a thriller film. Yeah, as it is, it's a book of short, <laughs> book of short stories um, about breaching the the rules that the detective club set as to how crimes should be written about. Mm. So you're going to go with that? Yeah. All right. Next question: A hypothetical fist fight takes place between Simon Templer, the Saint, and James Bond 007. Who wins? No, Templar. Templar, okay. Finally, you're stranded on an island with Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if that fails, who do you eat first? You'd have Dalton as leader. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and you'd, 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 probably, you'd probably eat Lazenby. I think that's fair. I think that's very good and fair. I will say it again. Brilliant. All right, well, Ern Malley, thank you so much for joining us in the very first Smirshpod. Thank and I, you. And I hope that your your cultural visit to the world of James Bond has been um, interesting and rewarding. <laughs> it has. Thank you very much, John. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.